Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. This is our internet edition of Politics Done Right, where we'd actually get to hear Alex Lawson on the social security issue. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Bridge MCP. Welcome, Bridge. Melanie Keelan. Welcome aboard. As well, Peggy Lopez. Welcome aboard. Lee Grant. Hey, y'all. He says, AVQ says he is on the road. He's feeling a lot better. Feeling better case anyone's going to ask. Everyone's going to ask how Brother Rodnan is doing. And he's doing a lot better. Also mailed out my absentee ballot earlier. Today is the first day of voting here in Kingwood, Texas. Here in the entire Texas. And Eric Hayes is in the house as well. Welcome, my peeps. Welcome, my peeps. I trust everybody had a good weekend. I had a good working weekend. Uh, Hayes is on the start. Egberto nationalized oil by our government will net you waste and corrupt people just like Petrobras. I want to ask a question because this is something nobody asks, right? What makes you believe that inherently executives working for the government running an oil company would be any more or less corrupt than an executive running an oil company in the private sector. I want to know what, you know, that is just something that the private sector says, right? Because they want it to be true and they make sure to interface with government to ensure government fails. I want to know what is the mechanism? What mechanism will cause people in government to be less corrupt or more corrupt than people in private sector. From what I've seen, the most corrupt area of our economy is in fact the private sector. Um, the From overcharging the government for the things it does for it to overcharging the people themselves. There's a postage, a, p- a piece of mail can get from one point of the United States to, to the other for under 60 cents. From the private sector, they can't do it for under five bucks. So let's let's actually start questioning the theories that they've that been thrown on us by the titans of finance. They do want these things out of they want everything out of the public sector, and the lie that they give people is that somehow, somehow that the uh that the private sector inherently is more honest than the public sector. That's crap. It's complete crap. Look, I don't want the government controlling everything. I don't want the government saying what pizza I can eat. I don't want the government saying what kind of milk I can buy. I don't want the government doing all those things. I want that to be done by the private sector because it's all of us. If you have a, if you are selling stuff that I don't want to buy, I just don't buy it. But when it comes to healthcare, when it comes to energy, when it comes to these other things, it's a figment of your imagination to believe that the government is inherently more corrupt than the private sector when the private sector by design has to has a premium on everything it sells to satisfy all these investors that wants a profit, that want a profit, that want a profit. Folks, you have been fed a lie for far too long, and it's time to get rid of that, the rocks in our heads, and start asking the practical questions. What would make a government executive 
more corrupt than a private sector executive? What inherently would do that? And the answer is simple. Nothing. Nothing. In fact, the the manager and engineer or the manager in the private sector has more of an incentive to be corrupt. And that's what we find in real life. We need to stop all this indoctrinative thinking that enslaved our minds for so long into allowing corporations to simply take advantage of us. I'm going to have a, a woman in my studio at KPFT. Her name is uh, 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 Tanisha Hedspeth. She's a county, uh, the, the county clerk here in Houston, Harris County. And she's going to show you what good government, people who serve in government, good government, does. It's very, very important. Eric Hayes says, creating an environment of redistribution would make the country less productive, both from a job creator and employees. That makes no sense. It's, again, something fed to you by a think tank. Allowing all to have equal access to success does not do that. Redistribution fixes the, 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 the re, redistribution is a must to fix the aberration that is capitalism. Why should somebody who pushed paper make a billion dollars? That's they're extracting a billion dollars out of the economy. They're extracting that. That needs to be thrown back into the economy because they didn't do any work to deserve it. So you can, you, can, you can follow the lead of the corporatists who have to have those indoctrinative statements so that we can keep a fraudulent system afloat. But doing so does nothing. Camelia May. Camelia May says, interested in your comment on the new program for awarding visas to Venezuelan and Ukrainian people. Do you think this program is at risk of politicians removing these immigration visas? No. I think uh, if they follow the rules and get their visas, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But I wish that was afforded to the Haitians as well. I wish that was afforded to some of the Cubans that are thrown back as well, right? But that's for another story. If you read my, you'd kind of get a piece of that story when it comes to Latinos. The Ukrainians aren't Latinos, but the Venezuelans are. In my new story today. And by the way, I released a new version of Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man. Uh, it's on, I released a new episode last night. Please consider going and check it out. Uh, Lee Grant says, a neo-Marxist reorganization of society economically and socially will have intended consequences. Again, I, I don't want no a neo-Nazi re- reorganization or Marxist reorganization. I want a bifurcated reorganization that puts into the public sector that which belongs in the public sector, and into the private sector, that which belongs in the private sector. It's that simple, not complex. If it's something that you must have, surgery, healthcare, it belongs in the public sector. Basic energy, not all energy, basic energy, basic food, not all food, not all energy, in the public sector. In other words, if you are starving, you should be able to go ahead and get a sandwich. If you don't have gas to drive, you should be able to have transportation. It's that simple. I don't know, Lee Grant. That's above my pay grade. Maybe you can help me there. Maybe you can teach me a few things, Brother Grant. 
because I know you're a Christian man and you're going to listen to what Jesus had to say about sleeping. I mean, uh, teaching a fisherman how to fish, but while you're teaching him how to fish, he has to be fed to survive, right? So you can help me there, uh, Brother Grant. I'm pretty sure you would. Uh, what else have we got here? Millions of Venezuelans are refugees. More than three and a half million Venezuelans who fled their homeland over the past five years to be officially considered refugees, United Nations. And you know, a lot of that problem we created, Pookie, Pookie Wood says, my in-laws and wife say sandwich, sandwich. Ellos son, ellos son latinos, eso porque dicen eso. Nosotros decimos sandwich, el sandwich. I say sandwich. I don't, I don't know what I say, actually. Okay, public sector toilet paper. Well, you think you can still use your, your hand to, for your, your, your butt and wash it afterwards, right? So I don't think that would be a requirement, okay? But again, I want, look, what I want is a utopian society based on what we can afford as a society, which is a lot. And I'd like a society that distributes things more equitably instead of an economic system that is designed to move money to a few. Designed to do that. Yup, I'm black and they are Mexican. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my, my, my sister is married to a, um, a, 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 a Mexican brother from Guanajuato and both my sister and myself are from Panama. So we are some black Latinos, man. You hear me, Pookie Wood? And by the way, welcome aboard, Pookie Wood. I like, I, I like your, your handle. Okay, let's see. I think it's about time for me to go ahead and show the, um, the video on Social Security. I think you guys are going to find this quite intriguing. And then I'll come back. But let's see. Lee Grant says, government-supplied food would have to be culturally sensitive. That could get complicated. Uh, there are culturally insensitive foods. And what I mean by that, there are foods that speaks to Every culture, bread, certain breads, etc., etc. I think when it comes to uh, things, it's like things with blood, like Jews can't eat. Those that are that want kosher food, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, really. Uh, I mean, I know you're saying that to make a point, but we can have a lot of good culturally sensitive foods. All we have to do is have a whole variety of food. You go to H E B. H E B is culturally sensitive to me. I bought green plantains. Just before I came to the show, I came from KPFT. My wife was a little bit sick as she went back to work. And I said, hey, I'm going to do the cooking today. And I went and I got green plantains and I got yuca. Also, you guys call it cassava. Some people call it tapioca, I believe. But it's cassava, yuca, we called it. And I'm going to make me a little bit of uh, 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 fufu and some, uh, some soup. Okay? So, I, the reason I'm telling you this is I went to HEB, our big grocery store, and I found so much stuff from all over. If the private sector can do it, the government sector can probably do it a lot better for cheaper. In something like in groceries like that. Okay. Not that I'm not trying to say let's get rid of grocery stores. That's not what I'm saying at all. So don't 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 get don't get on your high horse. BDMCP said, come to New York City, get any food you want. You know, my, my daughter was in New York and she loved eating off of the streets. She could get some of the bacalao, you know, the, the, um, the salchicha de bacalao, or she could get the, you know, all kind of good stuff. Not salchicha. Um, ¿Cómo se llama eso? Like the, uh, uh, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Pookie Wood says, I'm in Austin. I love Austin. I went to the University of Texas. I'm an oldie, though, but I, I, w I was in 6th Street when 6th Street wasn't a thing. 
Well, actually, it was a thing when I was there, but it, they didn't have it all nice and close up. It was kind of rustic when I was there. I used to love going to uh, Mount Bonnell. That's where I had a lot of my, don't tell my wife, our little outings on Mount Bonnell, etc. you know? Anyway, I, I mean, Austin, you haven't been grocery shopping if you haven't been to HEB. I know HEB is tops, man. HEB is tops. Um, and I don't think they're bad people either. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're good folk. Uh, strongest statements out today in, uh, are in Sarah Kendis' new book, The New, How a Culture of Conspiracy Keeps America Complacent. I love that statement. Dirty Water Dogs, LOL. I like those too, girlfriend. Uh, codfish, yes, codfish. They're these codfish patties. It's not patties. It's actually like a, a codfish infused into fried bread. Oh, it's so good. You got to have it. No pork for Jews and Muslims, for those who follow such religious restrictions. But I think Lee Grant is trying to make a different point. My guess, the difference between multiculturalism and cultural appropriation. I love multiculturalism. I And, I, and it's not about appropriation, right? I have all kinds of cultures in me. Uh, our by, by relations, we have a lot of cultures in our uh, family from... From the from 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 white to 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 black to Latino to every absolutely everything is a form part of our immediate family actually. So you know we are every every type of folk in 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 our circle. So I mean that's just how we that's how just how we run, man. Or what's the word? That's how we rule. Carl Cox says big business don't want, want stores or local farmers markets. Okay. Let's get started with a very important topic today. But beforehand, uh, I'll take the other one later. Let's let's go with the Social Security, and then we'll finish. It's all yours. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. I'm honored to have Alex Lawson, the director, executive director of Social Security Works. Alex, how are you doing today? Very well. Thanks for having me. Well, look, Alex, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you is that there is something that's happening that I think every American needs to be aware of, specifically about Social Security and Medicare. We have um, many believe, I, I personally don't, but many believe that uh, this election cycle is likely to go to the Republicans holding on to the House. And if that becomes a reality, they are intent on, from what I understand, from what McCarthy had to say, Kevin McCarthy, who will be the next speaker if they win, he wants to hold the nation hostage with the debt ceiling and using the debt ceiling to, pre- to prevent a, a, a universal market crash to hold uh, Social Security and Me- American uh, hostage to Social Security and Medicare. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? So um, it is basically the exact same playbook that they ran under Obama. Um, and it's it's 100% what they will do. What they do is they take the debt ceiling. Um, they make all this noise about you know, oh, well, they're being fiscal conservative. These, they have been fiscal conservatives uh, their entire lives. I mean, like, look at the Trump era. They're not fiscal conservatives. All they're doing is trying to hurt the economy and the people in order to take the presidency in 2024. So what they want to do is cause pain and chaos um, so that it hurts Biden, so that it increases their chance of taking the presidency in 2024. That was absolutely what the Republicans did under Obama uh, when they tried to, from 2010 to 2012, they just consistently held the debt ceiling hostage and pushed the nation to the brink of 
uh, financial collapse with no, it's not like the United States doesn't have the money. Um, The S and P ratings agency who rate sovereign debt actually downgraded us um, bonds during this period. And in the note, they said it has nothing to do with the America, with the United States ability to pay. The U S is the richest country in the history of the world. It has nothing to do with, can we pay? Yes, we can pay, but politicians are now using the debt ceiling uh, to get their, uh, what they want and what they want is cuts to social security and Medicare. Um, and that is the only thing that was shocking to me is that Kevin McCarthy said it outright. That's really rare. That's really like, usually they, they it's behind closed doors. They don't want anyone to know exactly what their plan is, which is to hold the debt ceiling hostage to try to extract cuts to social security and Medicare. Um, but for whatever reason, Kevin McCarthy is making it really well known that that is their plan. So you have, you know, you have Rick Scott in the Senate saying we're going to put Social Security on the chopping block every five years. Um, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin saying, yeah, no, no, that's not enough. Um, we're going to put it on the chopping block every year. And now you have Kevin McCarthy saying, you know, in fact, we're going to use the debt ceiling immediately uh, to force through cuts to Social Security and Medicare or crater the world economy. Um, so, you know, it's, it's arsonists. That's what we're dealing with. Now, let, let's, let's be clear here. First of all, um, that when you mentioned that it is amazing that he said that before the election, we have to realize that these are not the smartest cats out there. In other words, Kevin mm-hmm. McCarthy is not very smart. Neither is John Johnson. Neither is, uh, Rick Scott in, 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 um, in Florida. Now, now here's the thing. Tell the American people, those, uh, disabled who are dependent on SSI and other social security uh, support and those over 62 that may be dependent on social security. Please look into that camera and tell them if they decide to bring Republicans into power, what will happen to their substance? Yeah. I mean, literally the first thing the Republicans did uh, when they took the house in 2010 was Sam Johnson put forward a bill to decimate Social Security. It's not totally true because the first thing they did is they tried to eliminate the Office of Ethics. Um, That was the first thing they do because they're super corrupt, so they don't want anyone looking over their shoulder. But the second thing they did uh, is they put forward a bill to decimate Social Security. So, I mean, this isn't... it. It is exactly what will happen. And then if Republicans take control, the only question is which one of their disastrous plans are they going to be able uh, to try to ram through? If but what, I, what I want to know, Alex, what I want to know, because one of the things I find uh, with many uh, of the people, the opponents of Republicans is they tell they tell the American people, Republicans bad for you. What Republicans are good in, in doing and sa- is saying what Democrats will do will cause this to you. It's generally a lie but they tell you it will cause this to you for a person receiving X amount of dollars in social security. Let that person know what materially will occur to their pocketbook going forward. Yeah. I mean, it's super simple. Uh, your benefits will go down. Um, that's what the Republicans are promising to do. The only question is they're also promising 
to it potentially just get rid of the entire program, which would literally your check goes away. Um, you know, that it seems very unthinkable. But I, you know, I heard a lot of people say that about SCOTUS overturning Roe as well. You know, oh, that's not going to happen. It's what they've been trying to do for 40 years. Uh, so, yes, it is what can happen. George W. Bush tried to just give our Social Security away to Wall Street two years before Wall Street co- collapsed the world economy. Uh, what that would mean for people is that the checks that they get every month that they've earned after a lifetime of work go away or go down. And, you know, in this uh, economy with corporate price gouging and prices going up as fast as the corporations can get away with it, the only thing that is uh, saving grace is Social Security that just got a 9% cost of living adjustment, right? So benefits are going up next year. Because this year, there's a 9% cost of living adjustment. Medicare premiums are going down. The Biden administration announced that. So you have Medicare premiums going down. Seniors, people with disabilities paying less for their health care. Social Security benefits going up. Uh, Seniors, people with disabilities and survivors getting more money in their pockets because of what happened now. What the Republicans are promising to do is to lower the cost of living. So they want less money into people's pockets. They want to cut benefits directly, less money into people's pockets. They want to get rid of the ability of Medicare to negotiate drug prices, which we just won. They want to raise people's drug prices. That's what it means for people. Less money in your pocket and prices skyrocketing, especially on uh, prescription drugs again. You know what Biden just did with the Inflation Reduction Act? No one in Medicare's drug prices can spike anymore. No one. No one in Medicare's drug prices are going to be able to go up faster than the rate of inflation uh, from now on. And inflation is super high right now because of corporate price gouging. But, you know, pharma's been price gouging forever. They're the OG price gougers. So the average uh, uh, drug, not the average, but... Um, for the uh, most commonly used drugs in Medicare, we're talking 35% is what they're increasing. A 35% price increase, just price gouging, gone because of the Inflation Reduction Act. That's over starting next year. The Republicans are promising to get rid of that. They want to repeal Medicare negotiation, Medicare uh, negotiating lower drug prices, and they want to replace it with you paying higher drug prices. I mean, it couldn't be as more stark. Republicans want to cut Social Security benefits. Democrats want to expand Social Security benefits. Republicans want to raise your drug prices. Democrats want to cut your drug prices. Uh, again, it's just, it's hard to to watch this uh, happening and, and see people who don't understand this. Like they don't, Oh, maybe, you know, you know maybe it's but different here, than that. Here's Alex, what I, what I like to uh, get get informed people, because a lot of people say, well, why would they purposefully just want to hurt people? Nobody wants to purposefully hurt people. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Republicans don't want to purposely hate, hurt people, but they want to have maximal gain for their benefactors. And maximal gain for their benefactors mean they have to hurt you to actually 
get that done. And I think that is, I think sometimes that is a part of the message that people don't understand. Well, people don't want to just go out there and hurt you. Well, no, they don't want to just go out there and hurt you. They don't care about you. I mean, uh, as far as you're concerned, you're immaterial. You are just the widget used to gain access to more wealth for those who are their benefactors. So let me, let me ask you, because um, this is, this is modus operandi for uh, the, the Republican Party in that they believe in a laissez-faire economy. They'd like to throw your health care into Wall Street, as you mentioned. And ultimately, what they would want to do is make it's, make government seem so dysfunctional that then you run to the private sector. Explain a little bit about that. Yeah, it's the, you know, the oldest trick in the book. So they, uh, they kneecap the mailman, uh, and then they complain that the mail is late. Uh, and then it just so happens that they got a cousin over there who does private mail, uh, delivery service for just, you know, six times the price of, uh, of, uh, the U.S. Postal Service and with a far uh, poorer quality. It's the con. Uh, it, you know, they call it privatization. That's not what it is. It's just stealing. You know, right. you know it's like, thank it's, you. It, it's our stuff. And they're like, oh, I don't like it being your stuff. I want it to be my stuff. Um, it's just stealing. So like, this is what they do. Um, when has it ever worked? You tell me, have them tell you, right? Uh, it doesn't make anything more efficient. Um, all that happens is that a small number of rich people become more rich. Uh, and then those rich people take a teeny tiny, teeny tiny, because politicians are actually cheap. Um, the rich actually people yeah. have so much money. They take a teeny tiny bit and they just throw it over to the politicians and they say, keep my game going. I mean, look at drug prices. It's the easiest one. Pharma's entire game relies on the government allowing them to charge whatever they want and protecting their patents that allow them to do that or otherwise create uh, their monopolies, protecting their monopolies. If the government, when the government doesn't allow them to do that, like we just did with Medicare negotiation, their, their, the prices go down. Right. So all they do is they make literally over uh, a decade, trillions, trillions with a T of dollars. That's what we're talking about with drug prices over 10 years. Uh, uh, that's in the New England Journal of Medicine. With, uh, you can Google it. You can look at how much money it is. And then they take off, you know, a few millions, tens of millions or hundreds of millions. But when it comes to trillions of dollars, that's pocket change that it takes to buy the politicians to ensure that their game keeps going and that they can, you know, afford another golden yacht. So, yes, maybe some of the politicians don't actively want to hurt people. They're just in a gang, right? They're just like, they know how it works. These people give them money and tell them what to do. But the people at the top, the sociopaths at the top, they absolutely know that what they're doing is hurting people. They're counting on it hurting people. They know that when they can hold people's health and lives hostage, that's when they can take the most money. You know, when the question is, how much are you willing to pay for your life, for your children's life? How much are you willing to pay for this drug that your child needs to live? And the answer is everything that you have and everything that you can borrow and then everything that you can steal. Uh, and they know that. And they know that the only way to keep that racket, that racket, right? It's an illegal racket is what's going on. The only way to make it legal is to buy the politicians to protect it. Um, and like I said, politicians actually come real cheap. 
especially a bunch of House Republicans. They're super cheap. Um, and so that is exactly what they're going to do. Now, Alex, um, uh, we, we just have a couple more questions here before we're done. Um, first of all, uh, one of the one of the things that irks me the most is I don't see you enough on broadcast TV. I don't see you enough on cable TV, someone who understands this matter. And one of the reasons I try to give as much exposure to all the folks doing the real good work to help the American people, it seems like too often these broadcasts and cable networks, it's not that they're bad people, but all these guys advertise with them. How, Absolutely. How, how do, and, and probably one of the reasons that we don't get the, the right type of information to have an informed public. The public is not really stupid. The public is just uninformed. The public is also very busy. People are right. super busy. It's one of the biggest, you know, hustles. Keep people so busy and the information show so jumbled that it just doesn't get out there. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, like I can be a little more pointed. I mean, like, yeah, who owns the corporate media? Well, look at who's advertising in between the news segments. Right. That's who owns them. They're the bosses. Um, where does the money come from? It's all drug price. I mean, it's all uh, pharmaceutical advertisements, right? Like they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. Uh, right. And if they do, there is no wall between it, right? Like if somebody tries to do it, um, they're, the corporations just call the boss, the boss calls down and the person loses their job, right? I mean, like that's just, that's just the way it works. Um, and so, yeah, the corporate media is not going to tell the truth about what Republican plans for uh, drug prices are because they don't want to anger their bosses in pharma. Corporate media is not going to tell the truth about what's happening in Medicare, uh, what the Republicans are going to do to Medicare uh, just to destroy it, hand it over to their criminal friends on Wall Street because insurance, you know, big hospital, they're they're going to say uh, absolutely not. We're not letting that content on. And uh, corporate media is not going to talk about what Wall Street's plan for Social Security is because these are the Wall Street billionaires. It's the billionaires who hate Social Security. Uh, they hate it because it works. They hate it because it costs less than 1% to administer the whole system for everybody. They hate it because for 80 years, through boom time and bust, through war and peace, through, uh, uh, through health and pandemic, Social Security's never missed a single payment. The billionaires hate things that work, uh, things that work because we all work on them together. They make money off of chaos and no other choices. They hate Social Security, so they try to smash it up. So you have to give them your money uh, for retirement. They hate public education because it works. Um, they don't want people to understand how rigged the system is for the wealthy. Um, that's the billionaire's game. Uh, and, you know, the corporate media is is literally part and parcel of that. So it's only with truth tellers like yourself that we're able to get the message out there. Um, and that's what, you know, I try to do. And I know you try to do every day. Now, here's the interesting thing. One of the things that they are scared, I think, the most of is right now, Social Security uh, taxes have a cap. And uh, whenever they talk about Social Security is in trouble, the easiest solution is just to increase the cap on Social Security to another level. To tell you the truth, I think it should be like Medicare. No cap on Social Security and all of our Social Security would then drop in price, except for the few billionaires that there are out there. What's the case on that? Absolutely. So the first 
$147,000 um, of a person's wages are 100% taxed for Social Security. So for the vast majority of Americans, your wages are taxed on, one, you know, 100% of what you make is paying into Social Security. But for a billionaire, it's a teeny tiny percentage right. of it, right? I mean, like a billionaire like Elon Musk or somebody like that, uh, you know, he probably stops paying on January 1st, like one minute into one the minute year. into January 1st. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we don't we pay the whole time. Right. right. So the answer is super easy. OK, I want Elon Musk to pay into Social Security on 100 percent of the money that he makes, both wages, earned income, but also capital gains, everything. Um, and if we do that, we not only can protect Social Security um, for, you know, forever, we can increase benefits, which is the only problem with Social Security is millions of people benefits are too low. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren have a bill together that increases Social Security benefits $200 a month for everybody. That's not going to mean a lot for someone like Elon Musk. But for the millions of Americans who rely on Social Security, that means everything. Uh -huh. And so, yes, Elon Musk uh, is going to have to pay on all of his income. Um, Jeff Bezos is going to have to pay on all of his income uh, for this tiny slice of people who've just been, you know, having this upward redistribution of wealth from our pockets into theirs. Um, it's just a little bit. They're still going to be richer uh, than any person should be. They'll have um, more money than they can spend. Absolutely. There's no way they can spend it. The amount of money that these people have actually accumulated. I mean, it's sick. Uh, right. I mean, it, well, it you only... actually you used the word earlier, psychopath. They yeah. are psychopath. Every single billionaire that objects to saying tax my entire wage for Social Security has to be considered a psychopath. And I don't know if enough Americans know that while 100 percent of their income is Social Security tax, that most of the billionaires, it's in, in inconsequential what they pay in Social Security taxes. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's just you want to know why they fight so hard to destroy it is because they don't want that to happen. They don't want uh, to pay in on all of their income. And you mentioned Medicare that happened under Obamacare. And if you want to remember, like what happened there, the, that's all the uh, the billionaires cared about. That's right. why the, re the repeal and replace thing happened forever. Right? right. Like because the billionaires didn't want to pay more uh, into, you know, the system that made them billionaires in the first place, just because they're sick with greed. They don't think of other people. Um, but, you know, the in the end, like with Obamacare, in the end, once the truth actually got out there, which took a long time. Uh, but remember, when the Republicans took power again and were like, we're going to get rid of Obamacare, And people realized they're like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I like my health care. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want you to. But all the propaganda confused that that and the, the Democrats lost in 2010 because of lies about uh, Obamacare. Right. They, the Republican right. Billion propaganda machine turned the Democrats have given people health care into somehow the Democrats have taken people's Medicare away. Right. right? I mean, they're just straight up lies. Uh, and and that is what that is why your work is so important, Alex. Um, that is why your work is so important. And that is why we always have to m make sure that we learn from our past experiences on on messaging, which we've always had problems messaging appropriately. And, uh, you know, uh, I really hope we can solve that. We need to be more assertive, more aggressive and also not be defensive, but be one of the things I, I like about you is you're not scared to be 
on the offense. In other words, you don't have to defend what you're doing because what you're doing is for the people. My last question is always this. What should I have asked you that I didn't? And what would you like to tell our audience? Uh, there's some good ones there. Um, but the, the main thing is that Kevin McCarthy, um, Rick Scott, uh, uh, Ron Johnson, Marco Rubio, they are in lockstep. You know, all of these races uh, uh, can be won by the Democrats. That's one thing. Uh, as long as people understand that all of their plans is to reach their hands into our pockets and steal our earned benefits, to take our Social Security away from us, to take our Medicare away from us. That's what's on the ballot in November. Um, and so voting is not enough. Obviously, we need way more. But voting is absolutely the critical first step because I've seen this before. If we go back to 2010, um, all that happens is we will be defending against Republican attacks on Social Security and Medicare uh, for at least the next two years. And unfortunately, uh, possibly longer than that, because, you know, it works when you hold the world economy hostage. Um, it, it actually they oftentimes are able to extract a lot of pain. So that's what's at stake. Uh, thank you for having me on to to, to try to shine a light on that. And uh, I hope that we did a good job. You did a great job. Alex Lawson, executive director, Social Security Works, somebody that is a, increasingly important to everybody's Social Security, Medicare and everything beyond that. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics and Right. Thanks so much for having me. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. That was some very important information that puts out put out by Alex. Alex is at socialsecurityworks.org, socialsecurityworks.org. It's a very important institution. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, whoa, you guys went on a, on, a, on, a, on a real, real comment stream. Let's see. Wow. Uh, let's see. We've seen it before. We've heard it before. Uh, let's see what I'll have. I'm, I'm going to have to skip a few. Uh, but Eric says Inflation Reduction Act did nothing for inflation but raise it and it's nothing but climb. Oh, you know something? That again shows that you don't read. Inflation Reduction Act did quite a bit. Now, as far as saying um, it doesn't hit inflation, you're not going to hit inflation all the, uh, as soon as you put out a bill. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Come on, man. You're smarter than that. Uh, Republicans vote no inflation reduction but want it for their consent. They sure do. Inflation reduction is as follows. It's not going to change the base rate of inflation. But if you are having problem paying certain bills because that is going to provide you with assistance, your, your personal inflation rate is not the same as the actual inflation rate because you have got help to pay that you would not have otherwise gotten. It doesn't take rocket science to understand that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lee Grant says, any, as my PDR friends go out to vote, please let me know if you see any armed white supremacist militia guys. Progressives have predicted this. Um, I haven't seen any yet, Lee, but I'll let you know for sure. Um, I, I should be voting sometime this week. Uh, Bridge MTP says, Michael Rudden, Eric Hayes, do you really want to affect inflation? The primary cause of inflation right now is corporate price gouging. Thank you, Bridge. You got it right. Carl Cox, vote Republican, you're voting for the end of American democracy along with the corporate greed and theft. Agreed. Uh, Lee Grant, record turnout in Georgia. It's as if all the Jim Crow 2.0 voter suppression talk was just fear-mongering nonsense from the radical left. No, it wasn't. 
in as much as you are they're they're trying to mitigate long lines because you can't feed people in the lines and all that sort of stuff the 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 actual voter suppression takes on some very interesting things let me give you a, a way they do it in texas it used to be uh in places where you have a large conglomerate of people that are voters you'll get a voting machine there like at texas a&m like at TSU, these are different Texas locations that have always had voter places. Guess what they did? Remove the damn voting machines and make sure that the guys, the kids have to drive to go vote. Is that not, it doesn't qualify as voter suppression in the, in the real sense. But you see, what they do is they make it more difficult for people to vote. Lee Grant, you can be a right winger. You can be a Trumpist. You can be all of that. And still admit that that is what's occurring there. It's not difficult. Pookie Wood, especially true on the local level when we're talking about who is more vocal in the area of town. The working class areas don't have time to be at city council. Exactamente, hermano. Exactly right. Uh, They privatize all higher education by making families, students, parents, grannies, and, and grandpas pay for credit hours by taking out huge loans. Biden debt forgiven don't become close to do uh, it's not close enough. I agree. E2247, you're absolutely right. Um concern. insurance is a fraud. I agree. Um let's see. Breach says don't be confused. We proved in 18 in 1918, and it remained true that turnout does not dispel voter suppression. Abram said Monday, suppression is about barriers to access, but the antidote to suppression. It's overwhelming polls. Exactly. Thank you very much, Bridge. You're so smart. Social Security still caps at 118. I thought it was 147, but I could be wrong. Daniel Ledo says, the reign of the postmodern neo-Marxist is coming to an end. These guys are already irrelevant. They just don't know it yet. Wow. I couldn't... I, I couldn't... The inside of me is cracking up, but I won't. For 2022, the maximum uh, insurance tax is 147. That's what I thought. Up from 142 in 2021. As a result, the cap increases workers' earnings. Least 147 face an annual rate of $260 for the in a payroll tax uh, assessed at a 6.2 annual rate. While the self-employed pays 15%. That's what I pay. Actually, when you count, so uh, it's 15 point something percent. When you include the Medicare tax, because everybody pay Medicare on everything that they earn. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I'm reading before I go to the next video. The guy Alex is great. Thanks, Egberto. Thank you, Bridge, for being here to listen to it. Now, please spread the word. E2247 says, Alex Lawson is in it for the long haul. He sure is. Bridge MCP said it will raise 0.05 in the next two years. Eric Hayes says, how about pack some food or water when you go to the polls? You missed the point altogether, as usual. Egberto Willis, don't be confused. We proved in 2018, and it remains true that the turnout does not dispel voter suppression. Alarms, said Mon- uh, 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 Abraham said Monday. I think I read that one already. I read that one. Yes. Okay. Um, I have been, ve- let's see, what time is it? It's 3.48. Let me do my ask. No, I'll, I'll do the next video, and then I'll do my ask at the end. Here is the funny thing, okay? Uh, The crime rate that we are seeing is a direct result of Republican policy. Yet too many Democrats 
have allowed Republicans to take the upper hand as if Democrats love crime. We even had a foolish senator, uh, Ogerfell or whatever his name is, go out there and made the stupid statement, and I, I don't use that word often, but made the stupid statement that said, Democrats are letting folks do crime for reparations, which implies all crime is done by black people. Of course, we know the largest, the, the largest mass of crime is committed by white-collar thugs in the insurance industry, in the corporate sector, who rip people off left and right. They have caused more damage to everybody than anyone you can think of. But, you know, when you're indoctrinated, you don't see that. Anyhow, so I, I created my own, my own ad that Democrats should run. I want you guys to critique it and let me know what you think about it. Here is my ad. Here is my ad that Democrats should use when talking about crime. The crime rate increase is real, but how can Republican politicians responsible for that increased violent gun cause crime rate solve the problem? Let's talk about the facts. The fact is the rates of violent crime are higher in Oklahoma under true. your watch than it's in New true. York and California. That's a fact. States run by today's Republican politicians have higher crime rates. States run by today's Republican politicians unleash guns onto the public, allowing virtually anyone to carry. States States run by today's Republican politicians allow the theft of community dollars from the many that would reduce crime to enrich their friends. And while today's Republican politicians falsely attack others for defunding the police, it is they who cut the overall funds to keep you safe. When you vote, do not vote the rhetoric and lies. Vote the facts. Vote the truth. Vote your interests. Vote your safety. The crime rate increase is real. Now tell me, guys, I should send that to the DCCC and say, hey, guys, run this everywhere. You have a commercial that says uh, Democrats are into crime. Run that commercial because I want to remind you of this. You know, earlier Lee Grant said, well, it's a, it's a or I think it was my, uh, Hayes, said, well, it's the Democratic cities in red state that caused the problem. Which I said, no, let's go to Oklahoma, Oklahoma. The two biggest cities in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, Oklahoma. Guess who are mayors of those two cities? Two Republicans. And guess what? That's where the highest crime is in Oklahoma City. So again, folks, the rhetoric, the lies, this misinformation. Don't be fooled. Anyway, let me do my ad. I mean, let me do my ask, and then we'll be getting ready to do a little bit of the closeout. Check it out. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers, 
all around the country to ensure again that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only re resort to right-wing doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel. Go into politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Politics Done Right. Absolutely so, folks. So please support us however you can. We are very low right now on our, on, on you know, we've, we've lost a few of our long, long time subscribers. I mean, you know, for some people, I mean, they've, they've done their part. I, I, I sent letters and thanked some great folk, uh, over the, over the weekend. So I ask you to join the fold, uh, politicsdoneright.com. I have all the links in there. Please, please, please support us, support what we do. As you can see, I make sure to bring you prescient information, truths, and also, um, ammunition that you should use in your daily talks with people. We really, really need. We really, really need. Uh, so, uh, Egberto Willis, send the ad to the DCCC. But the very last part is scary. Maybe good, maybe bad. Well, the idea is I, I, I'm, just a, I'm just following what I see have worked for the Republicans. They're very good at doing this. So I kind of took some pointers from them, you know. They're good. They're good. Hey, folks, please subscribe to my anchor, to my podcast. You can get there at, uh, at uh, anchor.fm slash Egberto Willis slash subscribe. Anchor.fm slash Egberto Willis slash subscribe. But also I have a, a, a become a member at our medium where we put out pieces every day. Politics, or rather it's at medium.egbertowillis.com slash membership. I need to create a politicsandright.com slash medium if I don't have one already. And also... Please support my new book that is done one episode at a time. It's at, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. It's called uh, Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man. Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. I have a new chapter out. You can find it right there. So please, folks, Politics Done Right does need your support to stay doing what we're doing. We are still, still after several years, not at the break-even point because this is a very tough business to actually do right and at the same time bring in funds. So um, whereas we're having the same issues at, at KPFT, I'm trying to raise $150,000. Well, we are trying to raise over at KPFT $150,000 to, to, to last us for about three months. And here at KP at uh, Politics Done Right, I am trying to get another hundred members, small members, you know, uh, going on to um, the uh, some sort of a low monthly 
to really get it going. So if you guys know other folks that want to help support progressive media, independent media that's out there doing uh, the truth, give them one of our links and say, hey, support this program. You know, we, su- we, we spend a lot of money at uh, the cable news, etc. Support this program. Eric says, can you make it a nonprofit and get federal money? It could be better for you. No, I don't want to make it a nonprofit for this particular reason, Eric. I have to hold my tongue. I would have to be either a schedule, a, a, a four or a three. A four is a nonprofit, but you can actually speak. But the people who give, no, you know, so I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It ties your hands. I want to be able to be 100% free to say what I want to say so that I'm not restricted and somebody goes ahead and check my, my nonprofit status. I, 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 I don't think that is the way to go at this point in time. So that's the reason we, we operate the way we do for complete independence. So I ask you so kindly, buy our books and do all the different options that we have. Uh, so get Soros to donate to PDR. The Soros stuff is a funny thing, right? Uh, I, I, I am yet to meet a progressive show, program, commentator, or anybody who has received a penny from Soros. I am yet, I am yet to see that, right? So anyhow, folks, uh, before we get out of here, it is 3.58. I got a couple of minutes left. I want to say hello, Tom C. says, Lee Grant, last Friday, armed and masked ballot watchers dressed in tactical gear, sat by a ballot box in Mesa, Arizona, intimidating voters who dropped off absentee ballot. Coming attractions? It is a shame that they feel they have to show their manhood that way. Uh, it's, it's funny, right? It is so funny. Anyhow, folks, it's time for me to get out of here. I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank you guys for the support that you're going to provide to me ahead of time. Please make sure to share, share, and share. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Unright. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.